0: Hmm. Recorded live.
1: Welcome to Law Students in Court Podcast. My name is Amanda Leek and I'm the Digital Communications Director at Law Students in Court. Today I'm bringing you a great interview with one of my Georgetown alum. His name is Ben Peck. How are you, Ben?
0: I am great. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, thank you for taking the time to be with us. Everybody, we're just going to jump into the conversation Ben, can you tell our listening audience about yourself, where you're from, and the work that you're currently doing now?
0: Sure. I uh, graduated from Georgetown in 1985, and I uh, actually taught at the Law Center for 10 years, having built, uh, helped to build the Harrison Institute for Public Law, um, which works, among other things, with multifamily low-income tenants who live in multi-family housing in the Washington area. Um, And I went on from that, uh, and now, many years later, I run a collaborative of 18 of the world's largest foundations and financial institutions who work together at the intersection of low-income people, cities, and economic opportunity.
1: And what is the name of that amazing organization?
0: It's called Living Cities.
1: All right. Why did you join Law Students in Court when you were at Georgetown? Georgetown.
0: So i was I really wanted to uh, see what it liked to see what it felt like to act like a lawyer while I was in law school um, and I already always had a, a bent toward housing and I was in the uh, landlord tenant clinic uh, landlord tenant part of law students in court um, and I had a predilection that I wanted to work with groups of people or Um, associations of tenants which is I what I ended up doing at Harrison but I had a question about do I want to do individual representation or group and I thought that the law students in court would give me a chance to really see what it looked what it felt like to do individual representation.
1: Wow! What type of cases did you work on?
0: It was almost all cases where the tenants, very low income tenants from all over the city, this was in the 80s, where it was kind of the beginning of the crack epidemic. And so Washington, D.C. then is very different than Washington, D.C. was very different than it is now. Um, And uh, so we were representing very low income tenants, primarily tenants of color. Um, who were being sued uh, for various reasons to be uh, evicted from their homes. And so we represented them in the landlord-tenant court um, to defend themselves. Oftentimes, they were withholding their rent because the conditions they were living under were pretty abominable.
1: I imagine in doing some of that work that you learned some lessons as a student attorney. Can you tell us about some of those lessons? Yes.
0: Learn some incredible lessons that actually stay with you forever. Um, One of them is just the sheer balance or imbalance of power between those with resources like the landlords and those without that without like the tenants and that the court system, the judicial system really doesn't work uh, unless you have some semblance of power between the two. Um, Another one was that as an attorney or as a student uh, preparation, can and does often trump experience and so I remember going up against very experienced attorneys on the other side in landlord tenant court and winning in large part because um, I was able to be so much more prepared than they were for the work Um, and I'd say the third one is that you don't realize it as a as a law student um, but most lawyers aren't very good (laughs) and so if you actually prepare and if you actually uh, work hard and care about your client um you will be a better lawyer than many, many people in the practicing bar.
1: I'm glad you said that because our current students need to hear what many of our supervising attorneys constantly tell them, "I know this
0: <laughs> right, right
1: <laughs> and it's something that if you go through the clinic like we both did whether you end up practicing or not, you keep that in the back of your head, if not in the front in performing and preparation yep. in whatever you're called to do. And I think that that's, I was smiling when you were saying that. I was like, yes, yes, totally.
0: It's, it is just so true. And you just can't believe it until you see it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And it, it almost leaves you speechless. I, I remember just seeing some when I was in the clinic. It, it's crazy. But yep.
0: It happens. it does it does and, and and that stays with you, and you realize it, it in in everything in life, but certainly in practicing law, if you work hard, you're diligent um and uh and you're and you're sympathetic and empathetic, you're probably going to be the better lawyer,
1: yeah, how did your law students in court experience impact the work that you're currently doing at living cities
0: uh i in a number of ways, but I'd say the most fundamental uh, lesson that I learned um, from working with very low-income people in very challenging situations is just the sheer amount of respect that you have for people and their ability to make decisions that are going to be good for them, even if you don't wouldn't make the same decision in you know in your own circumstances. It's not about you; it's about them. Um, but how people with so many fewer means than you and I have, so much less traditional education than you and I may have, how amazing they are in able to be entrepreneurial um, in how they live on twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year in Washington, D.C., how they raise their families in incredible ways, um, and how they actually are able to um, like like I said, make incredibly smart and good decisions for themselves. And in all my career, which has largely been in sort of public interest, the idea that I have a huge amount of confidence in low-income people that we as lawyers or others are not there to make decisions for them because we think they're incompetent, but in fact, they're incredibly competent. And that our job is to help Get them access to the information and quality things that people with means have, so they can then make the same sort of choices and have the same opportunities that that you and I have.
1: Wow, I'm gonna say amen. I feel like we've had the the church of lawsuits. <laughs> it's it's
0: hard. You know, it's it's very hard to go through that experience. If you are open-minded, you don't go in with bias and and assumptions that that people, because they don't look or have the education you have, are incompetent. But, in fact, the fact that they can be – that they're more competent than you in so many ways because they're able to perform with so many less privileges than we have, Um, and you see that every day, and you see the adversity, and you realize, wow, these are extraordinary people.
1: As we close out, then. Can you tell us, what does justice mean to you?
0: I think it goes to what we were just talking about, which is it's it's people having an equal opportunity to succeed and to live
1: up to their full potential. And to said it better. Well, thank you, Ben, Heck, for being with us. We really appreciate you taking time to share about your experiences, both at Los Angeles Court and at Living Cities. I want to extend an invitation to you if you ever want to come back and talk about anything, let us know. This is an open platform for our alum, and we're always interested in hearing what you have to say, we, because we know it's something that our students and our staff and interns and social media friends and anybody that supports us will be interested in it.
0: Fantastic. Thank you for having me.
1: All right. Everybody, before we let you go, we want you to do a few things. Visit our website at dclawstudents.org. We've got some great content there. You can learn about what we're doing. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lsicjustice. Like us on Facebook at facebook forward slash well facebook.com forward slash dclawstudents. And then go to LinkedIn and connect with us. We'd really like to hear from you. Take care, everybody.